Welcome to the Mining Your Business podcast, a show all about process mining, data science, and advanced business analytics. I am Patrick. With me, as always, my colleague, Jakub. Hey. In this episode, we are talking to one of the juggernauts of process mining, Eric Jan van der Linden, pioneer, process mining evangelist, and author of the book, Successful Process Improvement. Let's get right into it. In today's episode, we will talk to a person who has been among those people in the driver's seat when it comes to process mining for the last 20 years. He's from a country where process mining is being very often considered to originate, Netherlands. His company, MagnaView, was one of the first on the market that even started with commercial usage of process mining technology in year 2006, which is incidentally two years before I even entered high school. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, later founded one of the top process mining vendors in Process Gold, a company that was recently taken over by UiPath. To top of his process mining journey, he published a book on process mining, what I believe was about three months ago. Uh, we are, of course, talking about Eric Jan van der Linden. Eric Jan, welcome to the Mining Your Business podcast. Thank you, Jakub. Thank you, Patrick. It's, it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, the pleasure is ours. And uh, Absolutely. I mean... Uh, that is a very impressive career right there. Uh, first of all, congratulations to all of this. Uh, and uh, my first question would be, uh, looking back into year 2006, when you were first working on process mining projects, it might have been probably a year back or a year later or earlier. Uh, did you have any idea back then what it could or would eventually grow into? Um, <clears throat> I... I when I first uh, encountered process mining, uh, that was at the University of, uh, of Eindhoven, uh, because as you rightly said, you know, we founded this Magnaview company somewhere around 2005. Uh, and being in, in Eindhoven, it was you know, inevitable to uh, get in touch with, uh, to, to meet up with, um, uh, uh, with Will van der Aalst and to get acquainted with process mining. And when I saw process mining for the first time, I you know, it jumps at you. You immediately see this is a very promising technology that could really, really, really help people, that could really help professionals, that can really help enterprises, organizations to improve their processes. However, what you also saw at that moment in time, what on one hand, the thing that was missing was the addition of, you know, general data analytics techniques like dashboarding, um, bar charts, you know, other uh, elements that people need to understand data. The process graph is alone is not sufficient to um, give people insight in what processes are. You need to do more. And on the other hand, um, you know, if you look at the evolution of, of, of process mining, uh, 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 technology and process mining tools, what you see is that you know, uh, as you rightly said, uh, uh, after the invention of process mining in, in Eindhoven, you know, you're a bit careful here, Jakub, but, you know, I actually claim <laughs> that it's Dutch. <laughs> 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 so, uh, uh, but, but anyway, you know, firstly, all kinds of small research prototypes tool uh, became available. Then, of course, PROM was developed uh, by Will van Raals and his, and his associates. But that in the end, was also a tool that you could use to experiment with algorithms, to experiment 
um, with different ways to visualize data. Um, but it was not a tool that you could actually put in the hands of analysts. Those mm-hmm. tools came up later. Um, and these were in the marketplace around 2005, 2006. But what was missing was process mining as part of real enterprise platforms. You know, platforms that larger organizations or uh, software vendors could use to set up real life large implementations of process mining that would become available um, uh, for large organizations. Um, I also saw that at that point in time, we would not be able to put process mining on the market and that we needed time to do um, projects to investigate how actually the combination of process mining and visual analytics should work and how it should be made part of a, of a platform. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. You know, we really took our time. We did many, many uh, uh, projects on this. Uh, um, uh, most, which of course failed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the nature of this type of work. Um, uh, but further on, we started to see how process mining worked. Uh, actually, our our, our CTO, uh, Rul Vliegen, I think he he read all papers that uh, Will and his group ever published. He just went through the, through the full literature. Um, uh, and so around 2015, we were actually confident to make uh, process mining part of this, of this enterprise, enterprise platform, mm-hmm. uh, which we had been building mainly for visual analytics, which we had been using for virtual applications. Um, um, and and that uh, you know and then it became relatively easy to make process mining part of uh, uh, of this platform. And this happily coincided with um, meeting up again with a couple of people that we had been working with before. Uh, that is Sean Hoogland, Christian Esmeyer, um, and Paul Berens at Process Gold. We knew them also from the 2006-2007 period, they had sold their first company, Palace Athena, also, you know, with process mining on board to Lexmark. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, they had founded um, a, consult- a consulting company in Germany and the Netherlands called Process Gold. And then when these contacts came up, uh, Rule, my CTO, and I looked at each other and said, well, if we want to make... Uh, a success out of this, we need to do a full merger. That's not the easiest way for companies, but we should, you know, aim at that. And that's what we then further discussed. And we decided to merge the companies and that became uh, Process Gold. And then after a couple of years of hard work, as you mentioned, uh, uh, this company was acquired by uh, UiPath in 2019. <laughs> I would say, uh, I mean, for for a founder, it's always, uh, in my point of view, as I'm a big uh, nerd into personal finance and investing. So for a founder, I can imagine it's a a good thing at some point where uh, 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 his organization that he built from scratch gets purchased uh, or acquired by a bigger company. But the question I really have here is, uh, uh, do you miss being in the field or are you still in the field? (laughs) Um... Well, you know, the, one of the interesting things here is that um, uh, uh, we started out uh, with the Magna Com- with the Magnafew company uh, with two, 
at, at the end of 2018, when I passed on my CEO position to two colleagues, to uh, Rolf Lieren and Christian Esmeyer, we were about 50. And a couple of months before that, uh, uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Martijn, uh, showed me a paper and he said, hey, Erkjan, here's a paper which shows what CEOs do in general. I said, oh, that's interesting. And then I took up this paper and the first line was, well, you know, we investigated 150 CEOs and we asked them what they're doing all day. And the first thing they do for 10% of the time is spent on regular, you know, day-to-day boring administrative tasks. <laughs> and then I um, looked at myself and my own agenda and I said, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, uh, that's actually one of the things that CEOs do. And, and, you know, and this went on and on and on. And one of these things that, uh, that was also mentioned there is CEOs hardly spend time with their customers. <sighs> and I said, that's also true. You know, I, I hardly <laughs> spend time with customers and, and with partners. You know, you know that's, when an organization grows, and in particular in my case where I had eight uh, fellow shareholders, uh, what you have to do is really manage the strategic things that are strategically important so you manage your shareholders you uh, and at some point you are mainly looking for the future of the company which is uh, uh you know in in the financial and exit exit domain um uh investors banks etc and the thing here um which was also very important for us was that in uh, early in 2018, Gartner published its first process mining market guide. And that has been enormously inf- influential for the whole process mining market, uh, but also for us. So where in the year 2017, uh, I did my best to knock on the door of, of investors. In 2018, I stopped doing that and I got contacted by investment companies, by venture capital firms. Almost every week I had a new one. So they're knocking on your door. <laughs> they were knocking, yeah, they were knocking knocking on our door. So so and that's this is mainly due to the uh to 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 Gartner's uh market guide, which was enormously, enormously influential. Um and you know then that's the uh uh what CEOs get to do. Right. So um, if you're asking me, you know, w- would you be interested in pursuing that? Mm, no. What I'm doing at, <laughs> what I am doing at the moment is to, you know, help out uh, tech companies, mm-hmm. uh, small tech companies that have growing problems, uh, uh, that have, you know, uh, issues or problems or challenges all over the place. Uh, and I really enjoy uh, working uh, with such companies because I've been there, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know I, <laughs> I know the journey they're on. So right. Uh, so as one of your actually next ventures that you set out on is writing a book, uh, and you wrote a book called Successful Process Improvement. And I, I gotta say, normally when I read business books, I'm not a big fan. Uh, they are usually just full of these buzzwords and not very helpful, but as a part of preparation for this interview, I did honestly and thoroughly read your book. And I got to say that I really enjoyed it. It was great. I mean, for a person that uh, wants to know more about process mining, I, I would say this is 
by far the way uh, where to start. So uh, again, thanks for even writing it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, this is actually also a point of our discussion and a main point, really, and that is your book. Um, so the first uh, question I have, how would you even describe your book in a nutshell? Um, well, the, the book is mainly uh, uh, what the subtitle says. So, so I, I, I completely agree with you when you talk about management books. Management books are often, you know, there, there's often a lot of buzz. Um, in process mining, there was a huge, um, uh, you know, a vast corpus of scientific literature. Uh, there were some books which, which describe cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was no book which, you know, in a in a uh, very brief way, in a, in a compact way, described. Okay, what is process mining? How do you go mm-hmm. about it? Um, so that's that was my intention, you know, to 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 write that kind that kind of book to, um, uh, you know, in in a kind of staccato manner, uh, present what's important. When you have to decide as a CEO or CTO, uh, do we need process mining? Should we do it? Uh, and once you decided that for, say, middle management or people that are that are responsible for a process mining effort, okay, we decided that we should do it. But now, how should we do it? And then for the people that are responsible for um, the actual analysis and for making sure that business value really that value really gets to the business the operations uh, well how do you proceed when you when you uh, when when you start doing that so it's it you know it i really found that it, that important and it's also um you know i if you add up the time i was in visual analytics data visualization and process mining that's about 20 years, you know, and you see a lot, uh, a lot of things that you should do, a lot of things that you should not do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I, so I thought it, it, it would be nice to put, to put that experience uh, together and, and in a form um, which people could really use if they want to start or are working on a process mining efforts. Absolutely. And I also have to say that I agree with Jakob. The, the, the book is fantastic. I read it cover to cover. And one of the things that's uh, very good about this uh, book that I really appreciated are the illustrations themselves. So um, <laughs> I got a lot of uh, um, good, vi- as you said, visualizations of what you are uh, talking about through those illustrations. So um, kudos to the um, illustrations on that. But I also wanted to ask... Could I, could I, uh, I mean... Uh, are you open for advertising? Because here I want to, of course, advertise my daughter, Milou van der Linden, who made the administration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People look at lightlightning.nl, Milou van der Linden, fantastic illustrator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. Lovely. Completely agree. Um, <laughs> my question was going to be, um, so in your opinion, um, who is this book for, or rather, who gains the most benefit from reading this book? Well, as I mentioned, it, these are, say, three levels in the organization. So on one hand, it's, it's very, very important that at the C-level, um, uh, 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 um, um, executives make a decision whether to go about process mining or whether to not do that and look for alternatives. This is crucial. Too often you see that, you know, my, my, my colleagues in, in France... 
uh, uh, used to refer to process mining and in particular the, the alluring part of process mining as le petit boule, you know, the little balls that are jumping around when you have a, a, an, an animation in your process mining. And that's very alluring. You know, and it's not only the case for process mining, but, you know, we did projects for supermarkets before we started uh, with process mining. And there you saw in, in animations, you saw um, uh, shopping carts uh, driving around in supermarkets. And people are flabbergasted when they see that. And, you know, they, they, they go, wow. And then um, delusions sinks in and somebody, somebody in the room asks, but what's the business value? So the business value should, and I mean, I, I, I think I mentioned that on approximately every second page in the book, <laughs> that's absolutely crucial. You know, if there is no business value, don't start a process mining action. If you have a problem, which is not a process problem, but is due to the culture of the organization, don't start a process mining action. Mm-hmm. So what CEOs really need to do is that they uh, 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 have to assess whether their organization is mature enough to start a process mining action. And maturity firstly starts with looking at the, um, uh, uh, the, the, the possibility, the potential of the organization to actually make the process improvements that come out of process mining. Now, wh- one of the fine examples we had here was that a customer came up to us and said, hey, we would like to do a reference visit to one of your customers. So we said, okay, then you go to customer X and they went to customer X. And when he came back, we asked him, okay, what did you see? And they said, well, what we noted was that this process mining um, results in many, many, many different uh, ways to improve our processes, but we are not yet ready for that. So what Mm -hmm. we are now going to do first in our organization is make sure that we know how to change. And if we can change, then we will indeed start a process mining action. So this is, this is, this is, this is very important. Mm -hmm. It's also very important to, um, ensure that the organization has real strategic problems. So, um, you know, just because it's such an appealing technology, uh, people start working with it. Um, uh, 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 but if, but if you want to re- make a real success out of a process mining effort, what you have to do is to make sure that the process m- problems that you have are aligned with the strategic issues of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so so de- these are the things that are really important. At the, and there are some other things which we may discuss later on. But these are the things that are really important on the, on the sea level. Um, and then once a decision has been made, uh, uh, that process mining should indeed be the, 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 the topic of an effort. Middle management comes in, you know, how do we put together a team? What's the process? Uh, uh, what tooling should we have? Uh, what should be the stages in the effort? And then thirdly, there are operational people uh, that are responsible for the for analyses. What the book is not for is for um, this accountant, doctor, uh, or whatever professional that is interested mm-hmm. in process mining. So, you know, for those people, it's better to bring this type of content 
closer to what their their interest uh, mm-hmm. uh, would would be. This is really for professionals in the domain of IT process improvement uh, and the like. Mm-hmm. So um, we already touched a little on assessing the maturity of of the enterprises and everything, but uh, I would still write to like to step a little back. So you're in your book, you essentially. Uh, separated into different parts like introduction to process mining, essential strategy, tactics, and operation. Yeah. And some of the topics we really already discussed on the on the podcast ourselves. I I mean we we have quite a good knowledge of uh, rolling out a process mining tool and uh, getting the 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 tactics in place. Um, but what I, for example, heard for the first time as a concept in the book was this. Uh, value versus waste. Uh, because yeah. in, in my experience, what we are usually, uh, looking for in any implementation is this, is value. Uh, value is the first and we don't really look at waste part of the process. Could you maybe elaborate a bit more on what do you mean by this concept? Well, I think to, 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 to look at that, it's, it's, it's firstly important to, to take a little step back and to, to look at what a process is. So, you know, if you look at an organization, uh, uh, sorry, at an, at an enterprise, uh, I try to, to stick to the word enterprise <laughs> in mm-hmm. my book and to use that to refer to, you know, this company or, or, or whatever. Or, uh, uh, but within an enterprise, you see a couple of different things like um, a formal framework called organization. An informal framework called culture. People communicate and um, they carry out activities, and these activities lead to some kind of results. You know, a product or a, or a, or a service. Um, and what the process in the organization is is on one hand, and I I, I really like that. Um, uh, when I when I read this this definition for the first time, um, the uh, uh, processes are the things that fill in the blank space in the organization diagram. And you know, the processes are the thing that connects everything. And for people working in process mining. This is very important, right? So on one hand, we should be modest and say, okay, we mine processes. We don't mine culture. We are about how the organization operates. And we're, for instance, not doing things with the why of the organization. You know, Simon Sinek, Golden Circle. Um, we're not here for the meaning, but the processes are very, very, very important because they tie everything in the organization that's happening there and that's taking place together. And moreover, um, and this is, I mean, this is not something that I invented, but it, it comes from, from, from Davenport. What he says, if you, I mean, if you look at processes, what processes are and should essentially be is that these are structures by which an organization does what is necessary to produce value for its customers. You know, an, 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 uh, any enterprise has shareholders, um, um, it has uh, employees, it has customers, and within the organizations, the employees are most important, but on the outside, customers are c- 
crucial. Mm-hmm. A company that does not have customers is doomed to disappear. It's doomed to die. It has no right of existence. Mm-hmm. So processes should lead to something for these customers, and that should be value, 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 value. So that's that's absolutely uh, that's absolutely crucial, and it's also a way to look at processes. So no matter what you are looking for, for instance, on the inside of the organization, no matter whether you look at the administrative processes that are not working okay or purchasing that is not working the right way, in the end, it does have an impact on the customer. Because for instance, if you not, don't do your bookkeeping the right way, mm-hmm. you'll disappear from the market because uh, authorities will kick you out. Uh, or your processes will be too expensive and your prices will be too high, which does not work for your customers either. So so that that concept, keeping that in mind all the time, uh, is on one hand, I think, very important. Um, and then you can also turn this around and look at, okay, we may be producing value, but are we also producing waste? So things that are not working for, not uh, producing value for the customers. Where can we see that? You know, where does it happen? Where does it take place? And how should we actually prevent that from uh, from coming about? Is it sometimes difficult to gauge um, what is producing value and what is producing waste when, especially when, for example, a business intelligence initiative isn't a direct um, value to a customer, for example, of an enterprise, but more indirect um, so how do you gauge that in the concept of value and waste? Could you rephrase that question? I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm... So um, uh, considering uh, anything that can produce value is, is good for the customer, for, or yeah. like the value for the customer is good, and anything that doesn't is, can be considered waste. Yeah. So if, if you have some sort of initiative that um, doesn't directly produce value for the customer, but just costs money and doesn't actually um, give you anything of value to the customer directly, then um, how do you sep- not keep that or define that as waste, but more as a expenditure for the company just to give it insight into its um, into its processes? Okay, well, okay. This is I think this is this is difficult, right? It's not easy to uh, uh, to convince people to say, okay, when you're not running. So, sorry, let me let me rephrase this. Companies have a tendency to look at things that are easy. And the things that are easy take place within your company. So when organizations, when enterprises, companies start to think about a process mining effort, what they will do is often to look at their internal processes or um, uh, because, you know, they can easily manage that. These are easy to handle. These are more easy to, to change. Um, and because they do that, they tend to forget what the connection is of these internal processes with what is relevant for the customers. And on the other hand, they stick and keep um, uh, improving these internal processes without looking at the processes that are uh, uh, that connect their organization to the outside world, to their customers. Um, And this is what I'm trying to say here. So um, what enterprises should 
be doing is to, you know, look at constantly keep in mind what the importance is of their customers and to do what they're doing in terms of process uh, improvement efforts with that in mind, with the 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 uh, uh, with the, the 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 perspective in mind that in the end they're doing this for their customers and to ensure that their uh, uh, that their uh, company has a right to exist and to continue. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh... What we are already touching here is uh, kind of a willingness to change of the customer. So they first uh, have to even assess whether they are even mature enough to do a process mining initiative. Uh, there are some things that you have to keep in mind when you are starting, such as the size of the of the of the enterprise or having uh, the the actual problem that they are trying. Uh, to solve, and you 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 even say in the book that the more strategic and urgent these issues are, the better. Uh, would you uh, go a bit deeper into what kind of urgent issues these organizations are uh, even trying to solve with the with the uh, process mining? Yeah. So so if you look at um, uh, 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 Just thinking here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you start a process mining effort and you want this to be successful, the problems that you um, uh, should be tack- should tackle and should be looking at are things that have real strategic nature and that need to be solved urgently. So, for example, when um, uh, a company is late in delivering its products to its customers and it's and that's the reason why it's losing 10% uh, of its turnover that's really threatening for the future of the company right you can't lose 10% of your turnover year after year um, so on one hand that's a strategic issue on the other hand it should also be solved urgently um, and again often What uh, you see is that process mining actions revolve around small departmental problems. Um, uh, uh, and these don't lead to you know, uh, a level of value where um, uh, process mining becomes something which will be used on a on a permanent basis in the organization, on a more permanent basis in the organization. So um, uh, trying to find issues that are of a real strategic nature that really cause headaches, uh, uh, and on the other hand, in that set, look for the things that are really urgent that need to be resolved today because they threaten uh, the existence of the organization, That's that's very important. That's th- these are the type of uh, issues that you that you want to look at. Is this this is answer your question, Jakub? Yeah, I think I think perfectly. Yeah. So in your in your book, you lay these uh, strategic values out pretty clearly, or what is required of an enterprise to even start a process mining effort, assessing their maturity. Um, when I was reading that, um, I was thinking, is there maybe a use case for process mining being used as a preventative? measure 
a proactive measure. So a company is not even in the state of losing, as you said, 10% of revenue year over year, so they can prevent these issues. Now, in, in your assessment of if there's no business case, then don't do a process mining effort. But could there be something said that in order to stop this uh, business case from even happening, we can, we're going to um, pro- proactively go about implementing this to stop it from happening in the first place? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. So, so what I'm, um, uh, w- what I um, uh, uh, say earlier on in, in, in the book is that uh, what can, what could be the role of um, uh, 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 of process mining in, um, on one hand, the changes that organizations go through, and there I make a distinction between disrupting processes, transforming them, improving them. And on the other hand, I also refer to control, where control means controlling processes, right? So um, being in command of the processes that, that, that take place in the organization. So there is definitely, uh, definitely a case for that. Um, what, I, what, I, what I think uh, organizations should do there is to assess the risks that they that they have right so if um, um, there are uh, no real strategic issues but there are large strategic risks you know of for instance losing customers because uh, uh, they are very keen on on you know on on delivery on time then that's uh, a good, and this is due to variation in processes, right? Then that's a very good reason to set up a process mining, uh, process mining effort, and to make sure that process mining is in place to monitor processes, to control them, and to make sure that the right information is in the hands of the right people to make sure that the company stays on track. So, so yes, I I I do agree with you. Um. um Sorry to say <laughs> that uh, many companies act upon the the issues and the challenges that they see and that they have at hand, right? So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. mostly what you will see is that uh, companies will actually start uh, using process mining or other technology uh, upon the occurrence uh, of challenges, uh, of, of issues that they see. I mean, it's also, I guess, harder to convince the C-level to solve a problem that hasn't even occurred yet. So yeah, let's prevent <laughs> you from potentially losing 10% of revenue every year if you spend a bunch of money right now. And they're going to say, well, business is doing fine right now. Why, why should we do that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's that's the case. Well, you know, it becomes, I mean, uh, uh, if you, for instance, look at, and these are, these are other, uh, external problems, uh, you know, these are not a customer, or these are only part, partly customer related, but more citizen or, or government related is what authorities do, right? Um, if you are a bank, um, you don't have you, uh, you don't have your, uh, know your customer in order and you don't know the, the processes that the, the money, <laughs> In your bank, uh, how the how the money in your bank flows around, then you have a problem. So there is risk there, and um, any reason to actually set up these kind of actions. So you know when the risk 
is substantial or when uh, governments or society at large demands uh, 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 companies to actually work on their, uh, to make sure that, that, that their risk is contained, yes, then again, there is a good reason to set up uh, process mining efforts. And uh, speaking more about the assessing the majority of an enterprise to start a process mining effort, um, I also like what you said about the willingness to change for an enterprise. This has been one of those things that I've seen personally, where a whole process mining um, effort has been, and to put this lightly, um, hindered by um, people within the organization being very reluctant to accept the things that they were seeing. Now, um, how, like, based on your experience, um, what can enterprises do better to um, engage their employees and to actually embrace the change, and especially when it comes to shifting processes? I think the, the main thing here is to make sure that uh, 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 the business is on board from day one. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, uh, uh, and I said, but, but this, I think this, this applies to whatever technology you implement in an organization, right? I mean, of, of course, there are certain technologies which are IT only and which IT is responsible for and IT will have to look at. But in this case, and in particular in the, in the, in the case of process mining, It's so close to the business. It's so close to the things that, that, you know, the, the people in the, uh, uh, in, in, in any department in the company are doing that you have to engage them from day on. So, you know, that, that's also the reason, for instance, that very early on, when you start with process mining, don't do a proof of concept. A proof of concept is void. You know, you take data. You put it in a tool, and three minutes later, you, or one minute later, or 10 seconds later, you have a process graph. So the concept works. The concept works everywhere, anywhere, always, no problem. You know, the point is that what you want to do is to look at the value. If you want to assess whether you want to use process mining in your enterprise, what you need to do is to make sure that value comes about. But in order to do that, you need the business on board. You know, they are the ones that are working. These are their processes, right? So, so, so imagine that I come up to you and say, hey, uh, Jakub Patrick, um, you know, you know, the way you make your podcasts, you know, um, um, sorry guys, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, no, right, right. But uh, you would probably think, uh, 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 Eric Jan van der Linden, we're going to chase you out of the city, covered in in in, in tar and feathers, right? <laughs> because because I'm you know because I'm 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 uh, I'm meddling with your business, with the business that you think best, with the business that you are carrying out. Now, you know, and you have to prevent the same thing happening in organizations. Uh, what you have to do is to engage the business. For instance, when there is a proof of value, there should be a team and the, the business people should be on board. They should not be, you know, external stakeholders of the, of the scrum team. No, they should be in the scrum. They should be members of the scrum team or mm -hmm. member of the project team. They should be, um, among the guys that are steering what's going on there. So it, it starts very, very early on and It's important also to listen to them because they know for a large part what the problems in their business processes are. 
For a lot of part, they don't. So, you know, there should also be people on the team that look at the results of the process mining action from their point of view. So, for instance, what you what you often see is that people don't see the full process. They don't see the magnitude of, of the processes. Um, so it, it's, it's important that someone from the outside also says, okay, I understand that this business problem is important for you, but if we look at the data, we see that, you know, your problem X, <laughs> sorry, there is a problem Y, which is causing a much more waste, and we have to look into that first. But these two should be combined, and the business mm-hmm. should be business people should be on board also to make sure that they accept what's coming out. I've seen too many presentations where a consultant comes up uh, you know, and starts talking to, to an audience consisting of uh, 10 doctors, 10 lawyers, 10 um, people that are in the purchasing department, and they just blankly look at what's going on there. And, you know, in a state of non-acceptance, <laughs> this is what I'm doing all day. This is my job you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so it's really, really important to make sure that this, that, that, that communication is flowing there with the business people that, that are involved. Okay, so that actually leads us to the topic of the actual value and let's say discovery of the process and getting the value. So... um what would be even the first things that you would look at in a process to uh, kind of look for the value, but also not really angry anyone that could be responsible for the things that you eventually find out? And what kind of questions are you supposed to ask once you, let's say, once you mine the data and, and visualize them in a process explorer? So I think the, the, the first important thing to look at, but this is also something that you, that you should do at the moment, you start um, uh, 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 carrying out a process mining effort is how many variation do I see? Um, to give you an example where it doesn't work, we once got, it, got data from the production line of a car manufacturer, large uh, uh, car manufacturer. And they said, okay, um, you know, um, can we improve our processes based on the data that we present to you about flaws that we have in the production process? And when we looked at the data, what we saw was that, yes, you know, at some point in the production process, um, it, people find out that the wrong steering wheel has been put in a car. And then at that point, they take out the steering wheel and they put in a new one. But the process of producing cars is straight through. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have a hiccup because um, uh, the, um, the 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 brake pedals are not available, you know. And sometimes you have this this these steering wheel problems. But um, uh, uh, but in general, st- what you need is processes to have variation. But then, if you know that processes have variation, you can start to look at where the variation occurs and different and and then you know it it it, it um uh, uh for someone from the outside looking at at the data and looking at the processes it does start from my point of view with discovering 
the happy path in the processes or sometimes multiple happy passes. Um, and then from there on trying to find out which variations are unwanted, um, uh, which where you see too many times where the processes, you know, circle and where activities are carried out in a rep repetitive way. So that's one way to, you know, from a top-down real analyst of perspective who is agnostic to the data and to the actual process, you can actually start to find out what's going on there. On the other hand, um, a source is uh, what the business comes up with. So, you know, you can just interview them and ask, hey, um, what uh, process problems do you perceive? Where do you think your process goes wrong or where should it be improved? And then you can just look at the data and start investigating what's taking, what, what, what's actually happening and see whether they are right or wrong and whether you can actually find that in, in, in the data during the analysis. And so these two perspectives, they should come together in some way. The interesting thing is that for this process, there, for this exact process, there does not seem to be one recipe or one way to do that. So what we once did was to, you know, we had a group of 20 people and all of them were very, very well acquainted with process mining. And then we divided them in five groups of four. We gave them the same data set, the same tool, and we said, hey guys, play around for two hours. And after two hours, please come back with, firstly, your main conclusions from what you saw your main observations, secondly, your main recommendations. And then you get five different, completely different outcomes. It, uh, you know, <laughs> that was really, you know, it, 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 it confirmed what we thought that what was going to happen. And then we saw what actually happened, you know. So people have, a, have their personal style, their personal way of actually going about uh, 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 analyses of, uh, of, 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 of data, of processes. Um, so on one hand, I advocate a certain style, a certain way of doing it, but I also know that, you know, many analysts uh, work, work in, in, in different ways. Um, but again, the main thing here is go to the business, ask the business, don't forget to <laughs> include the business. Ask what their issues are, what they think you were going to, you would find in, in 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 their data, in their processes, and discuss that with them. Um, I was I kind of wanted to ask about these uh, variants that you you mentioned in the book because when I read that chapter and your focus on variants kind of surprised me because when when we implement process or when I implement them, I see the variants as a don't even worry about it. There's um, a process with 7,000 cases and 5,000 variants. I'm not going to care about it, right? So um, we, we seemingly have a different approach. So um, what makes a variant uh, one of those things where it's a product of the more activities you have, the more variants you will have at the end of the day? Or in your mind, is it just indicative of the process being too complicated and variants are always bad? Um, what you need to do is to make a distinction between wanted and unwanted variation, right? Mm -hmm. So for instance, suppose you have a uh, customer complaint process. In a customer complaint process, 
you might on one hand say, we have a web page where all customers should file all of their complaints, period. Um, I think most companies won't get away with that. What, what your customers will want is that they would be able to call someone to file a complaint on a website or to send an email or, uh, you know, to, to, to go to WhatsApp, to chat, whatever. This is kind of variation that you want, right? This is the kind of variation where you say, Hey, this is, this is the thing that I want to have. Gartner found out that a huge percentage of customer interaction in general does not lead to a reaction of the company at all. So I, I, I'm not sure, I can't remember the exact percentage, but it's something like 20% or something like that. Can you imagine that? In one out of five cases, a customer knocks on the door of a company and does not get a response at all. You know, the, 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 the customer request gets stuck somewhere in the organization. It lands as a piece of paper on the desk of Jack, or it gets stuck in Jill's mailbox or whatever. That is unwanted variation. And these are the kind of variations that you want to find out and that you want to weed out. Um, uh, so yes, out of these 7,000 variants that you, that you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, uh, many maybe uh, the things that 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 are you know the result of of the way uh, 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 the enterprise put together its processes and and needs to do that because in this case customers want flexibility but in many other cases it's unwanted and it should be weeded out because it's waste. Mm-hmm. I think it was in one our one of our very very early. Um, uh, uh, endeavors in process mining was um, a work that we did in a hospital. Okay, so in a hospital, we took the data for one specific diagnosis uh, with a couple of treatments, and that is um, uh, one uh, um, uh, a patient has diabetes. Right? When you have diabetes, you run the risk of seeing problems with your foot, and then the foot has to be amputated. Um, maybe this also causes problems for your leg, then the leg has to be amputated. The, the lower leg and sometimes even the upper leg. So, okay. So what we did was we gathered data for this specific treatment, for this specific diagnosis and this specific, these specific treatments. And then we presented these to the group of doctors in the hospital. And what we firstly did was to present them with the process mining diagram. And they looked at it, and for them, you know, you have this real spaghetti diagram, right? So it's spaghetti, 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 spaghetti all over. And the doctors look at it and say, oh, electric wiring. (laughs) (laughs) And we said, no. This is the your process. Ah, oh, they said electric wiring. They were not even not even able to interpret that. So you know, luckily enough, we also had another representation, which is you know the dotted chart. We could explain the dotted chart, 
And they said, okay, now we are starting to understand what's going on here. And then one of the doctors in the audience, uh, a male doctor, about 62 years old, looked at it and said, sorry, guys, this is impossible. When I um, uh, tell my secretary via my little uh, uh, recorder what should take place with a patient, you know, that's quite simple. And what you put on screen here, that's not just possible. Your data must be wrong. So what we then did was, you know, which I think is functionality that should be part of every process mining tool, we just clicked on one patient and we said, okay, let's look at this one patient. This patient came into the hospital. You did a couple of tests for this patient. Then it turned out that, you know, unfortunately, the foot of this patient had to be amputated. Then you gave some physiotherapy to this patient, then blah, 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 blah. And we, we tracked the whole pattern. Then doctor number two came in. And doctor number two said, he was about 50, again, a male doctor. And he said, okay, we understand, now understand that the data is correct, but what you see here, that is actually our patients. Our patients are so different from each other. Each patient has a different treatment path. And that's what you see here. And then the third doctor came in. She was a woman, around 40 years old. And she said, sorry, dear colleagues, what you do see here is definitely, on one hand, differences between our patients. But what you see also here is that we are not in control. We should improve our processes. And then, you know, we had the audience in our pockets and we were able to present them what was really going on and why they should really improve their processes. So... What happened then? I'm just curious. What happened? What happened after that? Oh, um, um, I think in in I, I, so um, in many 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 cases where you do these type of of uh, of analyses and you don't have a very good and controlled follow up, you're not going to see a lot of improvement. So in this in this case, I mean, you know, in this case, we were involved in the analysis only, and then we uh -huh. then left uh, the follow-up to the, to the quality department of the hospital, they were very happy with this. They said, this led to people being conscious of what's going on. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Now we can actually talk to them and improve, start improving the processes. Um, I can also present you with cases, you know, uh, 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 Patrick, you, re you referred to this earlier where you do an analysis and then you come back two years later on and you see that very little has changed indeed. So, um, um, you know, so, so care is needed <laughs> to actually make sure that there is, that there is follow up and that, you know, that you don't just, just, uh, uh, um, uh, produce, um, uh, the, the, the results and then move on. On the other hand, companies have to make uh, uh, have to have to draw a line somewhere, you know. So, for instance, for us within the process, a, a gold company, we even moved further away from that. Right? We at the end became a real software manufacturer, a real platform vendor. That's what we mm -hmm. that's what we did with a lot of knowledge about how to implement it. Um, but but for instance, in this hospital case, you need someone like a project manager, change manager that can actually 
you know, start improving what's going on in, 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 in their processes. Um, so speaking as someone that implements process mining, I can't even imagine having to implement an activity that's called amputate leg. That's, uh, that's a little um, terrifying. <laughs> but um, on the other hand, when you were given this, this project of analyzing the processes in a hospital, was that something new for you that, hey, the case now is the patient and we are tracking patients um, throughout the hospital and all the things they're going through? Was that something new to you or did you think, hey, that's, that's an interesting use case, uh, this could be really beneficial or how did that even come about? Um, uh, um, well, I, I think, I think so in, in general, if you look at, uh, uh, cases where, uh, good business cases for, um, uh, for process mining, uh, then, uh, 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 care and in particular hospitals are a very, very good case. You know, even up to the point where the current processes are so complex that it's even for process mining hard to actually tackle those cases. But it's a, you know, it's it's a very, very, very good, good, good environment. So, you know, having said that, you know, I could on one hand say, well, you know, we got into um, uh, uh, in, in, into hospitals by accident because you know we met the right people at the right moment in time. This is what often happens. But it was also, say, in the air. And it's also what you can see, for instance, if you look at, 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 at a lot of the uh, uh, applications of process mining in academic settings, they do take place in hospitals. They do take place um, uh, in, in, in the care sector uh, because um, of the fact that there is a lot of variation there and the processes are very complex and the processes, you know, need to be. Uh, more efficient to make sure that everybody <laughs> in the world uh, w will will uh, have access to 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 this type of care in 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 the, in the future. Um, so so a combination of meeting the right people at the right time, but on the other hand, it, it's also in the air. It's an area where um, uh, uh, where where process mining can really uh, um, uh, uh, bring about a lot. Uh, Eric Jan, uh, I think we are slowly coming to the end, but before we even get there, what, where do you see a future of process mining? And I, I know you also write about this in the book. And, uh, I mean, just looking at all the chapters, we could, uh, literally do an episode of a podcast for each <laughs> chapter of your book, and we would still have a lots of content to go. But, uh, knowing what you know and being in the field for so long, uh, First of all, you must be happy seeing where the process mining already is, but where do you see it going? So on one hand, and this is something that you see already happening in the market, is combinations with technologies that really lead to uh, uh, changes in processes, right? So what we've been talking about now is a process whereby uh, a setup whereby processes are mined, the results get to an analyst or to the business, and then they change, uh, 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 then they make the actual changes in the business. So what you start seeing already about, say, two, three, four years ago is that that is somehow not enough in the industry. So what you see is that um, process mining and, for instance, robotic, robotic process automation are combined. Um, where, you know, where you may have an automatic interface, process mining comes up with improvements, RPA implements these automatically or 
uh, there may be all kinds of, 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 of variations there. And what you also see in the market is that the main vendors in the market are also making this, this transition, right? So it, it, um, just seeing what should be changed is not enough. You should close, close the circle, close the circle and make sure that, you know, uh, the things that you, that you, um, uh, that you conclude from a process mining effort also lead to actual change. Um, something interesting here, which what I don't see, because, you know, this is something which, which people, uh, mention from time to time. So a couple of years ago, I gave, uh, I was invited for a lecture at Stanford University and one of the, and when I drove from the airport to the university, you know, you got these huge billboards that are always all, all about AI, 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 AI. Very different from Europe, right? Um, and one of the professors, uh, uh, that, that was in the audience after the lecture looked at me and said, well, he say, Hey, I understand this process mining thing. Uh, but you know, um, with the advent of AI, we're not going to have to use that, you know, because, um, um, uh, we will have bots all over the place. Um, <laughs> the point here is that on one hand, uh, bots do fail. <laughs> they, they, may resolve they part may partly resolve a process variation um but they also produce a process a variation right we, we we actually saw an example of that uh of a uh, in an insurance company where uh, a bot in the mailroom uh, had unwanted behavior um moreover uh, and this is you know moreover uh, 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 uh it's interesting to see how bots will communicate in the future and what will go wrong there. But most importantly, um, when bots are using AI technology, they will not only produce variation because it's there, but we can also expect them to behave in an indeterministic way. So, you know, the same inputs will result in different outputs. And then again, this means that processes will keep going wrong and even if bots take over the world, there will be a need to analyze processes, to keep track of them, to control them. So um, uh, my idea about uh, process mining is that it's with us to stay. What I do hope, mm -hmm. and this is you know more uh, um, uh, uh, a personal thing, but I, I, I keep mentioning this to whoever <laughs> is listening, is that process mining nowadays is an afterthought, and it should be by design. So think about this. Mm -hmm. An organization has a process problem. They decide to resolve this process problem by implementing uh, a new system. In order to implement this new system, they start discussing with the business, hey, what do your processes look like? They make a functional uh, description of the system, then they derive a technical description. From the technical description, they make an implementation in a database. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the, the two years after that, everybody that has been working on this implementation leaves and finds another job. They disappear, they go elsewhere. And then yet another two years later, someone comes up and say, hey, uh, guys, <laughs> um, we have tons of data. Why can't we use this data to look at how our processes and how our organization is working? 
And then they have to go all the way back. So they have to look at the data, they have to look at the technical description, the functional, descri the functional description is no longer there, right? <laughs> it's in the head of someone or it's on a piece of paper. Mm. Um, uh, they have to, you know, where, when, this, when this information system was set up, someone made a lot of effort to look at the concepts in the real world of, the, of, of this uh, organization uh, and what should be implemented in the system. That knowledge has disappeared, and now you have to reconstruct that. And this is one of the reasons why mm -hmm. uh, process mining efforts uh, have to spend so much time on data extraction. So what should happen instead is that mm -hmm. when um, uh, uh, systems are implemented, process mining is implemented from the start. You know, the information about how data is related to the concepts in the reality of the users is there. So if it's implemented at that time and it's part of a system and, you know, one month later or two months later, even if there's only a tiny bit of data, you can already look at the processes and how they, they evolve. So, um, you know, this, so this combination of RPA is something, you know, that's in the market. That's, that's inevitable. It's happening. No bots is something I mm -hmm. think will happen, and this process mining by design is, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, something I cry out to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Please do this, and not only for process mining, <laughs> but for analytics, data analytics uh, uh, in general. You know, um, uh, it 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 would be would uh, create so much value and prevent so much waste. <laughs> I mean, well, well said. I'm, I'm a bit speechless right now. But uh, Erican, this has been really a lovely discussion. And as I already mentioned, we could go on for hours, I'm sure. Uh, before we wrap the episode up, I'm just wondering, where could people go and uh, either find out about you more or uh, follow you to see what you're actually crying out into the world uh, and uh, read your book? Yeah, of, I mean, of course, I hope everybody will actually go to Amazon uh, and, 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 and buy the book. <laughs> uh, and it, you can mainly find me on, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, where I mm -hmm. occasionally, occasionally post about, um, uh, about uh, the, the things uh, that, that I deem important. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, Erika, once again, thank you very much. This has been uh, our pleasure. Uh, for I hope you listeners are enjoying uh, the, the path, the journey with us as much as we do, because I can truly say I'm learning a lot while talking to, to our guests. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We are on LinkedIn, uh, where we are very active. Um, if you want to listen to us, you know where to find us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Be sure to leave us a rating. Uh, we always appreciate a five-star rating. Uh, and... Uh, make sure to listen to our next episode. Thank you very much, uh, Patrick, Erikian. Thank you and uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>